Welcome to the Call Center BS Podcast, where we give you all the ammunition you need to make sales. If you're in need of targeted leads, data, live agents, phone systems, direct-to-voicemail campaigns, or any other Call Center-related BS, make sure to visit our website, callcenterbs.com, to connect with us. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Call Center BS Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Bichilio. Next to me is the introverted Kevin <laughs> Labonis. For the last two weeks, I've been very introverted. That's true. Listen, bro. For the last six months, you have been... What does AWOL stand for? People use that, that term AWOL, A-W-O-L. What does that stand all, for? All I can think of is Cameron George's company, but I'm, I'm thinking... Does it stand it? for yeah, something? It's an acronym. Like out of your fucking mind. Doesn't that mean something like that? I think so. That's you. Okay. And I keep telling you this. And I'm having a lot of internal conflicts at the moment. Like, am I an introvert or extrovert, sales or program? You look like your eyes are starting to go inside your skull. Like, they look like they're going, they're going in. If you look closer, it's only one. It's my left eye. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like it's, gonna, it's going in. And all of a sudden, I'm not going to see any eyeballs. That's what you look like right now. Well, I also sleep, sleep on my left side, so. Yeah, you don't look right. I don't. You I look know. unhealthy. You do. I'm telling you, you look unhealthy. I'm not talking about you, like weight wise. You know, I knew something was wrong today when that girl came for an interview. I tried to smile. <laughs> you know what happened? My my lip, my left lip went down, and my right lip went up. <laughs> I was like, "There's something wrong with me." And I was like, "Aunt," I was like, "Look, for the next two weeks, just I gotta, I gotta be calm." You know, I knew a girl. I, I knew a girl down in the Jersey Shore, right? Who all of a sudden one day she woke up, and half of her face was just paralyzed. And she had a fucking, the eye thing, or she had the wandering eye, and half of her face was like droopy for like a year. And then it like snapped back into place. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Yeah, I think that's what's happening there, to there was There was a, a woman who was running for a congresswoman, and she dropped out. This happened like five, six years ago. S- exactly the same thing happened. Just, it's just... Uh, no, she's I'm like, I have to, I have to I, drop out of the cage. There's I, a term for it. I have to... Power something, Whatever. not para- paralyzed, but paralysis or power or something. Of the, I don't know what it was. Well, in my, I also did my genes, and I have Graves' disease. Possibility, like ten times, it showed up in my fucking. What's I thought you were schizophrenic. Well, that too. And what? What's Graves? Graves' disease <laughs> when your eyes pop out of your head. Yeah, you yeah. got that. No, I don't. For sure. No, I don't. You're like the fucking large Marge from PB's Big Adventure. Remember <laughs> <laughs> <in> the fucking? <laughs> She's large. <laughs> Remember where her eyes pop out of her head? Yeah. Yeah, that's you. All right, so. Uh, welcome to the show. Last week, we uh, I did a, a podcast last week with these guys who are producing a call center theater play called Dog Collar. So that was the episode that we put out. It was pretty funny. Um, that was interesting, to say the least. Uh, they asked me a lot. Uh, did, you, did you hear it? You listened to it? No. No I, no, I listened to it. I didn't know you were going to release it as a podcast, but yeah. I, I like the concept. I like I like their creative thought. The, everything was great. They've done a lot of other call center plays, too, in the past. Oh, they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's, you know, but, you know there's not a lot of money. They just do it because no. they like it. It's like their side hustle. Yeah. It's not their full-time gig. Yeah. You know, they put on plays. They do things like that. It, it, it was pretty funny, but I've, uh, time to get back on track over here. I... Uh, we have something written on the board right here. We were just talking about business. We'll talk more business today rather than Kevin's paralyzed face. <laughs> and uh, you know, we are uh, we're in a we're in a situation right now that I just told Kevin that reminded me of a similar situation 
that was back in 2012, which was seven years ago, right? Where, you know, we just started up this call center in June. June, right? June? Yeah. And, uh, you know, back then, we were two years into it. We're eight months into it now. But we were in the same situation where, like, we had a great foundation, customer service, front sales going. We got 12 people out in Anaheim doing front sales. We're doing 15, 20 sales a day. We got three upsell guys here. We got great customer service calls working for us, account management. And, you know, it's like, Revenue's coming in. We're, we're, we're doing now. I think we're, we're going to do 150K in revenue this month, maybe a little more. You know, rebuild, reoccurring, starting to go up. But, you know, but it's, I have the gut feeling that, like, you know, if we don't take a step up right now and be very aggressive, right, that we're not, we're going to just flatline or barely go on incline. Yeah, almost like maybe like going like on the treadmill. Yeah. Like we're gonna be on an incline of I'll, two. I'll put, I'll put it into perspective. If we're in front of the sharks, we would probably get two guys to say, "You know what? I'll invest in you guys. We'll put some fuel to the fire." Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. Like two. That's of them. Not all of them, but there would be two of them that would say, "You know what? I believe in you guys. Keep on going." Because yeah. this this right here reminds me again and again. And you wrote the right word on the board. It says aggressive. I wrote a, on the board in front. We have two whiteboards. I wrote in big letters right before we did the podcast. I said, "This is the problem right now." I said, "We need to now turn it up the fucking notch, right? We got to put our fucking foot on the gas, and we have to be aggressive, aggressive with the sales script, aggressive with hiring, aggressive with firing." Just be aggressive all around right now because we have all the pieces of the puzzle in place to build a, a monster business now, right? But, you know, if we're just like pitter-patting around, hire one guy, train this one guy, don't hire another one yet. Let's let's train this guy first and then we'll hire another. Like, I, that's like not... You know, I, I, caught, I, I caught a portion of this last night. So Anthony was playing uh, Grover, Tim Grover's... Uh, um, what was that? The cleaner call. The cleaner call. And he goes, sometimes you got to, and of course I didn't catch it because you were playing it through a microphone. And I, know, I couldn't get it to work right. It was like, sometimes you got to like slow down. Sometimes you got to speed up. You got to change direction. Yeah. Remember he was saying that, but I didn't catch the whole thing. Yeah. This is one of those things where we're like, we were, we we're pitter pattering along and now we got to speed it up. Like yeah. You got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right now. To talk about what he was talking about. I, I, I got a part of it. I'm like, that's fucking good. And I wish I could have heard the whole thing, but you know I what he was talking about. No, I couldn't hear it. So, hear so it. the the whole. All I heard was your kid doing fucking math. She, cause she, <laughs> she, she couldn't figure out the answers to the kids' things. So she on YouTube. You know, on YouTube, you could fucking literally oh, yeah. look up chapter seven math book math workbook problem number two, and there's a YouTube video for every fucking problem for every kid's book now. Meanwhile, I'm trying to figure out the problem with him. I can't figure it out. All I heard was Jane's hair is brown. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, math's a lot harder now than it was when I was no, in fucking I fifth grade. Yeah, these problems they're doing like that was the eighth grade I was doing that shit. So I walk into my my kid's not in kindergarten; he's in pre-kindergarten. So I walk into the school right, and they're all sitting around a circle and. The, and and the teacher is at the calendar. And so the calendar was like this. Okay, now let's see if you can get this. Okay, I had to think about it for a second. She goes, okay, look, on the 12th is a shamrock. And then the 13th and 14th are gold, gold. And the 14th, or uh, 12th, 13th, 14th, and the 15th is a shamrock. And then, so she was going pattern. It was a pattern of shamrock and gold, shamrock and gold, and then matching with the numbers. She goes, what's the next number? Okay, and then what is what is it? Shamrock or gold? I was like, 
you know? And she's so, so what the point is, like these kids are learning at a faster rate than what we were. She's like doing like these advanced logical patterns with my kids. Cause we gotta keep up with the rest of the world. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, I got, I was like, hold on. Is it a pattern or is it a fucking shamrock or gold? And what number is it? You know, I had to stop and think for a second, but I'm like, these kids are actually getting it. I'm like, and you know what I told her today? And I, My I'm kid's even, not fucking getting well, it. Well, I told her today, I go, look, I saw what you did this morning and I've been watching every morning because I've been driving with my kid. I was like, I'm impressed. I'm like, who came up with the curriculum? She's like, I did. I'm like, I'm thoroughly impressed. Not only do you have a good control of all, like, think about it. <laughs> it was like 15 to 20 of these little kids between three to six, six years old, but you're, you're teaching them stuff and I see my kids improving. I'm like, I'm thoroughly impressed. I was like, you're also teaching them Polish, Spanish, and English. She does the same thing, but in Polish and Spanish. That's awesome. Holy shit. So, what, so back to Grover, the whole hour cleaner call was actually about training in the gym because, oh. because you know, he trains, uh, you know, athletes and Michael Jordan, you know what I mean? And he was talking about his philosophy of training and how he does it. So he said, most people like, you know, in, you know, in bulking phase. If, if Tim Grover gets really fat, would you still respect him? No. no. <laughs> like I'm talking about like a fat fucker. <laughs> no, no. That, that's like watching these people, a fat trainer in the gym. Like you're going to listen to that guy. No. He's fucking eating a hoagie while he's telling you to run faster. No. But, his philosophy on training was, look, you know, a lot of people have this philosophy, like if you're in bulking phase, you're lifting heavy, low reps, then when you want to go to cutting, you're doing more cardio, doing high reps, lower weight. He, he has a philosophy where in the same workout, he'll do, uh, you know, chest, heavy, low reps, right? And then another set, fast, low, low weights, really fast, and then endurance with sprints all in the same, incorporating it all in the same workout. So you're accomplishing growth, cutting, and endurance in one workout rather than doing four weeks of heavy, then four weeks of cutting and do these, instead of doing phases. That's what he was talking about, right? So that's what that was about anyway. It was a, it was, it was pretty good. I don't know if it was really what you guys wanted to hear. I thought it was going to be more about business stuff, but that it happened. No, it was be- applicable because I, I applied it to our business. Like sometimes we slow down, sometimes we speed up. In this case, we got to be aggressive. It's time to be fucking be aggressive. It is, I agree. Like that's it. Like we got plenty of leads, time to hire more upsell guys here, build the reoccurring revenue up. I mean, we've had it up to half a million dollars a month at one point. So we got the five sharks sitting in front of us. Which two would choose us right now? If we had the five sharks in front of us, which two would choose us? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Barbara would choose us. Barbara? Yeah. How about Mark Cuban? No, he would he would pass. You think he would pass? I think he would pass. He don't like the call center space, right? No. How about, uh, who's like the good looking guy with the hair? What's his name? Rick? Ro- Robert. Right, I think Robert? Yeah. Robert Rob Robert, Robert he's like, he owns a IT tech security, corporate security company. Always. I think Barbara and Robert and then, uh, was it uh, Damon John? I like Damon John. I like him too. I think he, I think he'd put an offer out there and then he would like, eh, you know what, you know, you guys go your own way. And I think Barbara, I You think- know, I was in the city once, like 15 years ago, maybe around that time and I, I don't know who I was with but they had a table and bottles and then they were like yeah they're, they're, and there was some guy sitting with us. I didn't know who he was like yeah that's the owner of FUBU right there and it was him Damon John but I had no idea back then who he was and, and that was when FUBU was just starting to get big so I was like hey what's up man I didn't even talk to him I had no idea I was hanging out with him the whole night yeah. at some club in the city meanwhile I didn't Do even you know remember what club it was who knows clubs in the city change fucking every fucking three years you know not many clubs in the city stay except for like the uh 
the big ones like Lavo, Marquis, the ones owned Have by... they've been around for a while, like Lavo? Yeah, because they're owned by the Tau Group, huge hospital. They have in Vegas and Miami and you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're owned by this that big Tau hospitality, Tau Group. They're going to be around forever, but the smaller clubs just, they churn and burn. Slap a new name on it, change the decorations, reopen, reopen, same owners. It's just, it's a constant thing. Who's hot, who's not. Who They get the door guy, make it exclusive, then they let in all the schmucks, then that one goes dead. It's the whole New York City thing. You know the way it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um... You know, it's similar to, like, the call center space. Home security, then it goes away, then it comes back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Auto warranty. Auto warranty goes away, comes back. <laughs> now it's fucking DME. This DME thing's out of control. Just like anything, it, you, you know, it, it gets to the certain point, then there's some regulations, then it goes away, then it comes back, then there's some deregulation. Well, there, there was something in the news recently. I think it was in the call center space. Oh, it was, was payday loans. Like, there was, there was a big law... That, that went into effect to protect the consumer. I forgot it. I forgot what it was. And then they, you know, they repealed it or they brought it back a little bit. And now people are doing it again. It's back again? No, it's back. Yeah, people at LeedsCon been asking me for payday loans. There's leads. a reason. Because it's back. It's back. That's really preying on the weak. You know, the, the way that they phrased it is, you know, some people need some, they, they need loans and it happens to be at a higher rate and it, it, it works for a certain type of a consumer. But these are... These are five hundred dollar loans, bro. Thousand dollars. You could get loans for cheaper off a fucking guy in the street than doing it with these payday loan companies. Yeah, you might be right. You you borrow five hundred dollars, you got to pay it back a thousand. <laughs> like two weeks later, what kind of a fuck is that? A loan, dude? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's a fucking. Terrible. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what it is now. Like how much money you have to, you know, how much money you borrow and how much money you get back. But it's not. I don't think it's reasonable. It's like a loan shark, dude. It's legal loan sharking. Fucking A. So, um, anyway, time to be... F- the, the, the theme starting tomorrow with our partner weeding is fucking aggressive. It's time to be aggressive. You know, there's like... There's always weird phases in business where it's like, you know, and then like, and then you, then you can't... Like today I caught myself. I was like, just doing the normal shit I'm doing. I'm just like, what am I doing? None of these things I'm doing really matter right now. Yeah. No, no fucking high impact shit, you know? Like, it's just tough to stay in a high impact zone all the time. You kind of just fall all of a sudden into low impact and then you got to catch yourself. Be like, what the fuck's going on here? Like today, I had like a realization today. I'm like looking, I'm like, These, you know, it's starting to, they're making some upsells, reoccurring, starting to grow. And I'm just like, what, what, like, what? we're not doing fucking enough right now. We got to fucking turn it on right now. You know what I mean? Well, no, I'm happy you came to that conclusion and you might have came to it faster than we did, but me, again, me and Mike, the, the sales manager for the product sales department or the upsell, we uh, we had a long conversation about this and we came to the same conclusion. We didn't come to the conclusion of just being aggressive, but we're like, you know, we're tossing around the idea of hiring like two or three more guys, but in reality, what's probably going to happen is you're going to end up you know, taking over a lot of these calls that these salesmen are doing because it's not it's not as tight as it should be at the moment, right? And of course, as business owners, you want to make things really tight as fast as possible. So we're going to uh, compensate for the tightness by just adding people. We're going to just fucking be aggressive. Yeah, we're going to be aggressive. With yeah, everything. Great work. That's it. Yeah. We're going to fucking lie to the customers, <laughs> say whatever we got to say to get credit cards, just fucking be scam artists and be aggressive and be dirty like everybody else in the call center space. And then we'll win. <laughs> 
Then we'll get shut down in three years, and then we'll start it all over again. That's a total lie. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to do any no, of that. We're not doing that. We're not, but we're going to be more aggressive. Starting no, th- right these now. days it's impossible to do that and stay in business longer than a couple months. It just doesn't happen. You, you can't like, do you it. You can't do it. There's there's so many there's so many eyes looking at you right now. There's so many like uh, you know people crossing the t the, the t and dotting the i in so many different ways. Like your chargebacks are high, you're shut Let's down. Get this. You know what Brian the refunds told me? are high, then you get shut down. You know what Brian told me? What? So at LeedsCon, this doesn't happen. At, so the can't FTC was at LeedsCon. Okay. They had guys, the FTC, that were undercover, that were going around talking to people, trying to find, like, they're asking about, hey, you know, could you get me data for this? Could you get me data for that? They were trying to find guys that were, because, like, you're not supposed to just buy data off a dude, right? You're supposed to buy data from, opted in data from real data companies that's been vetted out. Like, you're not supposed to, oh, I got a guy, he's got great access to fucking DME leads. You're not supposed to buy data just from people who happen to grab data from some database. Yeah. Not, that's not really compliant data. You're not supposed to do that. And they're trying to crack down on that whole, like, underground data industry guys who are slinging data. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to buy data from, like, fucking Sales Genie and fucking, you know... Yeah, because who lobbied? Sales Genie? Well, you gotta come closer. You're too far. No, because who lobbied for that? Sales Genie and the bigger company? The bigger companies always put the moats in place for, you know, smaller people to come in and like take, in, take away market share. That always happens. But the problem is, is that you can't buy data from those people because your, your cost is too high. So that's what I'm saying is they went ahead and they spoke to whoever it is in power in some way to say these are the regulations we need so we can continue our revenue streams. That's the way it always works. But it's like, just corporate lobbying. But, you know, to to run a small business... No, so here's how it works. I'm a big company. I have all these regulations in place. So you know what? If I'm playing by the rules, everyone else has to too. That's what they do. Well, why, you can't... Why, Imagine we bought data for, for this from, from sales. No, team. I'm talking about the bigger data companies saying like, this is what we have to play by because they can't, they can't do anything wrong. Oh, they can't. They can't. Yeah, they're Well, big. they can, but they can't. Yeah. So these are the rules we play by. So that means that we always, if these are the rules we're playing by, then everyone's going to play by these rules. So they go and lobby to make the rules like, you know, they manipulate the rules and they make them in their, in their uh, favor somehow, some way. Remember the you know the FTC police officers law enforcement they follow the rules. Yeah. So if this is the rule, they're going to go out and follow. Did you hear about that big case? Uh, it was, it wasn't in the data space, but in the uh, university space where people were, were bribing coaches and their kids were getting into big schools. At USC, right? A whole bunch of like very. I'm like, oh man, is Princeton going to come? Big names in it. Like, like the big the wasn't big Joe Montana named in it or something. Dude, so many people. I'm like, this is what they've been doing the whole time. They're coming down on this. There was thing. the one girl, the actress from Full House or something. Yeah. That was involved. It's it's. So pro- what were they doing? So. For athletes, the the standard is lower, right? So what happens is yeah, a, co- a coach goes like, look, I really want this person, yep. right? So they lower the standard or they help them get in, but those people weren't legitimate athletes. So they were doctoring their, their resume. Oh, they weren't they, athletes. No. So what, what was happening, the, the parents were paying a foundation. That foundation was paying the, the coach to go and vouch for that person. Oh, but they weren't really athletes. No. Oh, I didn't know about this one. So people who had money were going into a side door, not even the back door or the front door, paying off the coaches. The coaches were saying, sure, I'll vouch for that person, but that person was not going to play on that basketball team or soccer team ever. 
That's what was happening. That's fucking awesome. There's a great uh, article that I just read, a long one called The Bagman, right? It was written by this journalist, and it has to do with with, uh, college college sports and about how that people don't think what's happening is happening, but that all these high-profile kids for basketball and football recruits from high school, that they are all getting taken care of, whether it's taking care of their mothers, their fathers, their families, their cash, whatever it is. And he was talking about how they do it. So like all these schools, right? All these big universities have, you know, alumni, you know, big donors, rich people that went to the school who want their school sports teams and they, and they, they play in the game and they, and they actually go and recruit other donors to be a part of their circle. And they're called the bag men because they got bags of fucking money. Right. But how they do it is like, it's like all super secret. They all have fucking burner phones. Or they all have burner phones not tracked. And like only one guy can only talk to one guy. No one talks to the coach because there could be no trace to the coach at all in case it gets, because you know, NCAA gets involved, the coach, all these sanctions start happening. And they talk about like, all right, so the coach talks to one guy, right, about the guys he needs, right? And then those, the bag men, are all responsible for communicating to the kid and the kid's family to seeing what they need. And then they're doing all these phone calls. All right, what's the deal? All right, the kid said $100,000, buy his mom a car, gets mom a new apartment, and make sure you get his dad a job. All right, done. 100% goes on. Yeah, and then he, and then he calls the one other guy. He's like, listen, he's like, you got a job for fucking so-and-so's dad? Yeah, hold on, I'll call my buddy. My buddy owns a textile factory. They'll put him on as a manager over there. $75,000 a year, full benefits for 401k. All right, done, good, boom, boom. All right, listen, you got the car? Yeah, she wants a Mercedes. Great, I got my buddy. He owns a fucking car a lot, Mercedes. We'll put it under the uncle's name. It won't be, it won't be traced to the mother. It'll be under your uncle's name. They'll never know. Great. All right, the cash, no problem. Jimmy's got the cash. Meet him at the bank at three o'clock. We'll give you the bag. And it's and and he talks about how it's like this for every major college: the Alabama, Michigan, Notre Dame. Like, I agree. And they all do this. But college sports is competitive. I mean, think about it. They're, they're trying to get There's edges. So much it, money involved. It's, yeah, it's right? gonna happen. It's a sick article. If anybody is is sports fan, listen to the podcast. Just Google it. It's called The Bagman, College Sports Controversy, something like that. It's a long article, but it talks about exactly how the whole thing works. And it's like all anonymous people who are bagmen that tell this reporter who writes wow. the whole article about it. It's fucking awesome. It's gonna be a it movie was written back that. in like 2012, too. It's, it's The Bagman something, it's called. If you Google it, you'll find it, but it's really fucking sick. As this is 100% true. Hundred percent. hundred percent. Why would a kid decide to go to this school or that school? It's whoever gives them the best offer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're, and they're all different offers. I said, like, I need my sister to go to college. You know, she's broke. Her GPA is low. All right, listen, my. And then they call the guy. Hey, listen, the, the kid's sister's fucking. They, they don't. They don't do the call. What they do is they say the guy whispers in his ear. Did like, the kid's sister's <laughs> fucking got a one point eight GPA? Could we get her in some? Yeah, my buddy's a fucking director over at Duke. I'll get her in over there. Like she makes a phone call, gets me. Like it's just fucking. It's ridiculous. You know, even if the money wasn't involved, like it just—it just definitely happens. Like people know people. Some someone's cousin is here. It's good. It's just gonna happen. This is why you just gotta make a lot of money. You just gotta make a lot of money. I'm sorry. I don't care what people say that money doesn't solve all problems. I know it doesn't. It just makes everything a lot easier. I don't give a fuck what you tell me. <laughs> oh, it doesn't buy happiness. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. All right? I don't know too many people that are broke and just fucking so happy 
renting a fucking apartment with four fucking kids in one room that fucking their checks $700 a week. They can't go out to dinner because it's not in the budget. Like, I'm sorry. It's just not. I think it comes to this. They just give up. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're like unhappy or happy. It's just they just resign. I think that's the feeling. Like, ah, I'm good. Well, they never they even not, try. I think I think everybody tries, at t- but like, what is the age of that point where they just don't try anymore? I think everyone has that certain thing, but they give up somewhere. I don't know where that is. Maybe it's elementary school. <laughs> Maybe it's in high school or college. I think it's it's just a, a feeling of resignation. Like I'm. I'll, but if you're it. if you're born into that life, and you're just taught to just you know like your your parents that's what they make, and then you're supposed to just go to school and just go get a job and just go find somewhere to live and do the same thing. Like if you don't know any better, and th- and even think that you can do anything bigger than just that, and your thermostat is your financial thermostat is set at that level, like you, you don't you just don't know any better. I didn't know any better. I didn't know any better either. But my, my, my parent, my dad owned a construction company, did well. I'm going to say he made probably two, three hundred grand a year. And for them, that's like me making three million dollars a year because they didn't spend money like jerk offs like I, like I do. Me and my fucking 50 pairs of sneakers. You know what I mean? And going out <laughs> and then New York City and restaurants and the cars. Like my dad would have never had a car that cost $900 a month or $1,000 a month on a lease. He thinks I'm an asshole no, still. Your, your dad came into the office today. I'm like, where'd you go? He's like, I, oh, you know, 12-day trip or 10-day trip. I went to Miami and Vegas. I was like, oh, what'd you do in Vegas? He's like, I said, Kevin, I just walked around. It's beautiful things over there. That's what he said to me. <laughs> like, anything else? He's like, just really nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like, it's great. He yells at me still. Oh, no, because he was saying, he's like, oh, you know, people are singing outside. There's like just everything going he on. He yells at me still about my truck. I like that, though. He's like, you fucking stupid. You pay $980 at least for the Land Rover. He's like, you could get the Ford Explorer for $399 a month, you fucking idiot. Like, and he still says it all the time. Yeah. You know, just a different way. Anyway, you know, they grew up owning a business, having some kind of financial freedom for them, but taught me to just go to school, go get a job. You know what I mean? I didn't, so I was, you know, because maybe, I was on that road. You know, because here's the thing. Maybe everyone feels like it's a struggle for them and they always want better for their kids. Even I do. Like, so do you. So you try to give the best solution that you know. And for you or for a lot of parents, it's the other thing. Right? So my dad, of course, he went to school and he was like, I wish I owned a business. And next thing you know, I'm owning a business. And for you, is the, the the complete opposite. So maybe it's from the perspective of kids you know, the parents want better for the kids and they're trying to give them the best advice. But maybe it isn't the best advice. Maybe, maybe dad, maybe you were doing the best thing. Everyone's just got to find their own thing. I was running But, but the, thing, the thing is this, it's the David Goggins. You can't fucking give up. You got to stay hard. Stay hard. Stay hard. It's the best statement ever. Every time you hear, you got to go, you got to watch this guy on Instagram or find, find a video of him. He finishes every statement as stay hard. It's you got to listen to his books, bro. He just made, he, I think he if makes me tougher hear, just watching. If you would hear how he grew up. No, I did. I didn't hear the whole story, but I know how his father, what his father was like, bro. Yeah. I mean, psychopath. He was a pimp, beat the piss out of his mother, the kids, guns in his fucking little kids' faces, drunk, wasted, middle of the day. I mean, fucked up shit. You know? Fucked up shit. Thank God I didn't grow up like that. No. <laughs> I wouldn't be like the way he is right now. No. I'd be fucking a drug addict. <laughs> I'm serious but uh, I don't even know where this conversation is going but um, 
But anyway, start a call center. <laughs> we got a dialer for you. We'll put you on Vici Dial. We got campaigns. What do you need? DME leads. We got the underground guys, non-compliant data. What do you need? <laughs> we'll get you started. No, we got two big whiteboards here. One on the left, one on the right. One's probably like uh, 11 feet by six. Uh, no, not six feet. Maybe four feet. The other one's probably like eight feet by five feet. And there's just a bunch of shit. On Let me tell you what, what, what the boards say right now, right? It's one board says merchants, right? Because we're talking about merchant accounts. This, let me tell you something. Running a business, I don't care what anybody says. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat you. It's fucking hard. It's hard. All right? So one part of the board says merchants, which stands for merchant accounts, like the ability to process credit cards. Because if we can't process credit cards over the phone, taking payments, we'd have no business. So it says chargeback win percentage reserves, which is how much the credit card company is holding back from us because we are a high-risk merchant. Fees, volume limits, descriptors, failed payments, recurring revenue, new merchant accounts, NMI, which is a check-by-phone merchant, recording chargebacks, mid alerts for chargebacks, and VAT program. That's what one part of the board says. The other part of the board says payday, DME, mortgage, health, auto warranty, home security, B2B, MCA, CBD. Those are all different data and lead sources we have access to for other call centers. The other board says, a big words, aggressive on the board. On the right, it says carpet cleaner, house cleaner, plumber, electrician, home theater, audio, iPhone repair, handyman, HVAC. And then on the other board, it says a bunch of shit that I can't say over the phone, right? Over the phone, <laughs> over the podcast. Not curse words, just things in our business that I really don't want to talk about. Uh, but, you know, there's, it's, it's endless. It's endless. Like you're never going to have everything right. So I was talking with the sales manager before you came up and he was like, you know, here's a problem in our business. He's like, we're going to start growing and then you're going to, we're going to have to start transferring these people over to account management. I was like, you know, we don't have those people yet. I'm like, Mike, you know, there's a lot of problems. We're just going to solve them all. I, we can't tackle that right now. But if we hire more sales guys, we're going to hire more people to do account management. Like there's just a lot of issues and you got to know when to tackle them. You got to prioritize them. And then, and then for the ones that are there, there's, there's for every problem we tackle, there's a hundred that are sitting underneath it. You just, you just, you know, you can't think about it. You can't dwell on it. You just solve it and move on. It's just like you're a robot solving and moving on to the next thing. Because if you thought about it, like everyone else, you just, I think you'd get upset you'd get stressed out. You have anxiety and you just collapse. Like as business owners, you got to, you gotta be robotic. You gotta you gotta lean on your behavior. You gotta lean on like the good habits you develop. You gotta lean on your partners, and you gotta just get to work every day and stay hard. I mean, that's just, really really what it is. It's just the the unpredictability factor of things that arise that no matter what you can't account for. Like for example, you know the last time we built this uh, call center business, it took two years to get to where we are now. This time it took eight months to get to where we are now, right? So we shortened it, right? Because we didn't make a lot of the same mistakes we made last time, blowing up merchant accounts, like all kinds of shit we did wrong last time. We are eight months into this one and we are where we were two years into the last one. So we shortened the, shortened the curve, right? But along with that, all the problems and mistakes that we didn't make this time, last time, but this time came along a whole new set of problems of things that you can't just foresee. You got to just handle them as they come. 
Yeah. Almost like fucking Donkey Kong. Those fucking barrels keep coming down the fucking... You gotta just keep keep fucking jumping over the barrels and breaking the barrels like these. They just keep coming. They just keep coming. And you solve a problem and another one just keeps barreling down those fucking... You know what I mean? Like, you, like you gotta yeah, just we're, keep... We're pretty good at fucking solving them. Yeah, I just wish we didn't have problems. Let, let me tell you something. At my desk today, for the majority of the day, I'm not sitting back on my seat. I'm not sitting back and leaning back and like looking at my computer like this and my, and my spine is at a 45 degree, degree angle and I'm kind of like looking upward. I'm leaning forward and my fucking toes are in the floor. Your neck's probably in knots. My neck's in knots because I'm like ready to solve it and move on. I'm like ready to jump up and run a fucking round. Let's talk about your anxiety. I don't think it's anxiety. What did you say right before the podcast? The first thing you said was, I'm stressed. I I said this. I go, look, I don't get stressed. I haven't been stressed in a while, but for the last, like, month, I've been waking up, and I've been stressed. I wouldn't call it anxiety. Anxiety to me is different. You look terrible. You've already said that. (laughs) But you have to do something about it. So, I think I've identified... Have you seen the 75-day challenge yet? No. Have you seen it? No. You haven't seen it? No. So, you know know Andy Frisella, the motherfucking CEO? The podcast? No. You don't know who he is? He's no. like the top five podcast. All right? So he's a huge company, and he issued a challenge, and it's, it's gaining a lot of traction. It's a tough challenge. You're pretty good with challenges. This is a tough one. All right? I think you need something like this. You want to know what it is? What? Okay? It's a, t- it's a tough challenge. Okay. It's a 75-day challenge. Here are the rules. I'm going to challenge you to this. I don't think you can do it. Hold on. I have to accept it, but go ahead. I'll, I'll listen. It'll change your life. It'll make you feel a lot better. Go ahead. Are you ready? Yeah. For 75 days, you need to work out twice a day. Straight? Set. Listen to me. 75 days straight. Here's the rules. You got to work out twice. 45 minutes both times. One in the gym. One outdoors. No matter what it is. One has to be indoors, one has to be outdoors. Twice a day, 45 minutes, 75 days. You must drink a gallon of water every day for 75 days. Hold on, don't go nowhere. I'm, getting, I'm just getting some wine. <laughs> Get some wine, because I don't know if you could do this. Because if you're gonna do this, this is your last glass of wine, okay? <laughs> 75 days, so 45 minutes indoors, 45 outdoors, a gallon of water a day, okay? 10 pages of a book every day, which that's easy for you. Yeah, but... But here's the gipper. You ready? No cheat meals for 75 days. Can you do it? That's a lot of discipline in a lot of different areas. So he's on a podcast. No drinking, right? No nothing. No, no drink. So he, on the podcast, all he's doing is calling people out about how you're not going to fucking do it and you're all going to quit. And no one's going to fucking do it. He's like, and if you do go five, six days in and you miss one thing, one cheat meal, do one thing wrong, you must start from zero again. And that's it. And you have to be honest with yourself and don't keep going. You, you reset and start from day one. Can you do it? I'm missing you a challenge live in front of millions of people right now in the right, audience. R- real fast. Just short, like, right, I got to write it down. Okay. So what is it again? All right. 45 minutes. Two times a day. Okay. Okay? Two times. 
One, one indoor, one outdoor. Go ahead, one next. indoor, one outdoor. No cheat meals, okay? No cheat meals. So what does that mean? Like no cheat meals, like no pizza, no, nothing bad? Nothing. So what, what is good? Like what, what's a good meal? What's in the fucking freezer? Okay, next. What's, that, what's after that? One gallon of water a day. That's easy. Ten pages of a book a day. That's easy. Right? I think for you, the, I don't know how you're going to do it. Hold on. The 45-minute outdoors... That'll be tough for me. Tough. Because tough. I personally don't like doing that. That's, that's why a, you have to do it. Okay. Yeah, I know that. And then the cheat meals, that's going to be tough too. That that might there might reset me for like a decade. <laughs> well, you go out to eat every single day, at least one meal a day. You go out to eat. I can work out for 45 minutes, seven, 75 days in a row. I can do that. Can I do it twice a day? I, I don't know. You're saying you're not going to accept the challenge? No, because if I did, I would legitimately try it. Why wouldn't you want to try it? The 45 days out, outside. I mean, look, it's New Jersey. I'm not, I'm not making an excuse. But no, man, you are. It's right now. Cold you're, out. You're We're going to fucking run outside. It's not even that cold out no more, bro. It's March fucking 19th. Winter's over in two For, days. You know what? And the thing is, this, you can't even cheat yourself. Like, And you like go for a mile run or run. like That's like 10 minutes at, at the worst. You could do like, a 45-minute brisk walk around the park in Century Field down the road. 45 minutes is a long time. That's not. It's only like... I, over no, in that's about six laps on Century Field. It's not even that much. That's not that much. Don't. The only thing that I could possibly work for that is if I walk to work, and then I would do that or like run to work. Because that that that's like thirty minutes. I think you could actually do the workouts. I don't know if I could do the outside though. I, I think you, I think you could do it. I you could do the workouts, the gallon of water, ten pages. I have zero faith in the cheat meals done with you. Zero. I don't even think you're capable of doing that. I'm sorry. I have I have no faith that you could pull this off. Meanwhile, there's schleps doing it left and right. Nobody's doing that. Right? But if you were a cleaner, you would do it. A cleaner <laughs> would take that challenge all day. Yeah, they would. All day they would take that challenge. Are you willing to do it? This sounds like a conversation you had with somebody I know, and then he, and then you you issued him like a, a life suggestion. I said, look, if you want to make some money, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna have to have a job after hours. You're gonna go to work every day. You're gonna work hard. You're gonna come home after your kids are sleeping, your wife's sleeping. You're gonna you're gonna start your second business. After about two years, you can quit your job. He's like, are you willing to do that? And he goes, no. He said no. He said, I'm not willing to do that. And you know where he is right now? You know what's funny? You just brought that up. Yeah. His name came up yesterday. I haven't thought about him in a long time. His name came up yesterday. You know where he is? He's divorced right now. And he's manically depressed. Yeah. Like, very bad. Like, manically fucking depressed where everybody's concerned about him. You know why? He didn't take my challenge. So if you don't want to become manically depressed and ruin your whole life, You'll take the challenge. Sounds like a sales call right now. You know what I mean? I think this. I think you just voiced to me before we started the show that like you just you, you need something that you're, you're stressed. No, I'm saying I gotta release. Like I, what I was gonna say is that I gotta release because I'm going to work, coming home, going to work, coming home. I there's gotta be. This other, is it. That's a that's a lot of energy to be released. Yes, you'll feel great. You're gonna be in shape in 75 days. Your endurance will be through the roof. Your knowledge will be fucking higher. You're going to feel fucking great. You might even have a couple of abs show up, like two. You know what I mean? You're going to feel good? The, the upper two. The upper two will come in. 
right in time for the summer. Wait, look, what's today? Watch this, ready? It, the stars are aligning here for you. Okay, look, March 19th, so that'll be 75 days. So 19th, right? That's gonna be it. Boom, right, perfect timing for early June for the whole summer to be in shape. The 75 day challenge. I would just take it. Why would you tell? I'll do it. You'll do that. I'm almost doing that. There's no way you would have dead, dead. Twice a day working out, one of them being outside. I could do it. That the, the outside thing is probably the toughest thing for me. If it was once a day, I could do that whole thing. Is it really that hard? The twice a day is tough. Is it? Is it really? I'll tell you why it's you tough. You can go during lunchtime for an hour and just fucking go to Century Field 45 minutes back. I'll, I'll tell you why it's tough. Why? Because the last time I worked out outside consistently was probably like fucking four years ago. You're not going outside and fucking, I'm I, I doing fucking log fucking rolls. Like, what do you mean? You're just fucking go outside, do a 45 minute fucking jog or, or a brisk walk. No, I get that. I, so I just got to get my that? mind into it. Like you have to like be conditioned or at least condition your mind to go and do it. It's just well, maybe just fucking switch. do it. Yeah, I get yeah. that. You don't have to be conditioned. I just, just fucking do I it. I don't want to go get on another podcast. Be like, yeah, Kevin did it for five days, and that's it. That's what'll happen. I can, I can do that easily for five days. Five but days. Maybe, but maybe maybe you should go into it thinking like this, like, you know, I did day one. I'm good with I'm good with day one, and you just go day by day. No, you commit to seventy five days. I think when people go and they do something for really long, they don't commit to doing, to finishing it. They just commit to the next step. And then you just get into a habit and then your habit takes you all the way to the end. I think you're trying to backpedal out of the challenge. I, I'm, not ba- I'm not backpedaling. I'm, I'm not. I think you need something like this. I probably do. You do. Challenge yourself. You know what this reminds me of? This will get your mind off all the stress. Yeah. All you'll be thinking about is how to complete it every day. You, you, know, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Jeff Combs. When he said to me, Kevin, I've been running every single day for the last 11 years. Yeah. Every day. I'm like, so when you're sick, he goes, yeah, when I'm sick. He's like, every single day. It's a part of his routine. And I forgot what he told me, but he said that it wasn't like he ran for like a half a mile. It was like three to seven miles. Yeah, he ran a lot. I'm going to call him. You should call him. I liked him. Why did everybody hate him? I don't know. He gave me good advice. Not only that, but I, he was my sales coach twice. I bought him twice in that period of time. I liked him. I liked and when him. he did my coaching with me, he, 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 I told him my whole situation. He was like, and back then I was like, I had no concept of money. Like I was like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking just, yeah, I'm gonna start this new thing. I make hundred thousand dollars a month. He said, "You're money drunk," and then he made me buy a book called Money Drunk and made me read this book called Money Drunk to learn about the real value of money, right? It, it was actually a really good book and it enlightened me about like, holy shit, I am money drunk. He was a good guy. I liked him. He, he set you straight. He's a good coach. Like, I, I liked him. I liked him too. Yeah. I thought he was good. Last time I spoke to him was, I don't know, I felt like it was like seven, eight, nine years ago, maybe even longer. Yeah, I, I saw him on a plane once. Really? Like three years ago. To going where? to San Francisco. I was with Benny going to San Francisco and he happened to be on the same flight because he lives out there. You say I don't? Yeah, so I'm gonna play. Start talking shit. football. With Tony, he's like, yeah, Tony, we're down in Newark. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. But I, he, he does those events still. I would go to one of those yeah, events. So would I. Ha- something heart. 
heart for something. I don't know what the events are called. The three he does the three day events in his uh, in his home. He does them. Him and his wife. I don't think he's married anymore. Oh no. No. I guess his life ain't perfect after all. Like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess I'll let you guys know if Kevin accepts the challenge. It doesn't really sound like it, but uh, apparently it's time to buy Bitcoin again. I had a dream about two weeks ago that Bitcoin went through the roof. It was like numbers going into my head. I woke up, I'm like, we gotta buy Bitcoin. That was when Bitcoin was around like $4,000. Now it's at 5,600. It is? Yeah. No, it's not. Bitcoin's at 3970. Sorry, what I meant was my I bought it at 19,000. My portfolio value went up to 5600. You know that I bought it at 19,700 something as when I bought it like a fucking jerk off. That's when I bought it. <laughs> Let me see. Here's my my crypto wallet. My total value here is $1100. I invested $6700 back when everything was as high as it could be. And right now it's at $1,146. I have Ethereum. I bought that at like 900. I have Bitcoin. I bought that at like 19,700, like a jerk off. Litecoin, I bought that at 270. It's at $58. Like it was the biggest loser of all time. And now is the time to buy because I don't see how it'll go even lower. And I'm not buying. Why? Why do we behave like this? We, we're literally behaving the opposite of what you should know. Uh, all the time. When it comes to this kind of stuff. Like right now is when you should be buying. Yeah. Should I just throw everything at it? Everything. I'll fucking buy $25,000 right now with the Bitcoin. I'll <laughs> press one button right here on this fucking app. What's this thing called? Coinbase? I'll fucking deposit it right now. I think it's a good buy. I really do. It's here to stay. It's not here to go away. Why does it? Well, why do you think it's a good buy? Because you got a hunch. Not a hunch. Why? Because nobody's just low? talking about it, and no, there's no news about it. No nothing. Yeah, like hunch-wise. There's no hunch. I'm just saying it's the opposite. You just you be the opposite guy. Like people used to call me the backwards guy. Same thing. If there is a time, it's now. It's now. That's it. Before people start talking about it again, then it's too late. I, I, I'm starting to see the thing is I'm starting to see people talk about it. You like, are? Yeah, like here and there, a little bit here, a little bit there. I'm like, I'm telling you, I it maybe it seeped in my unconscious. I'm like, it's going up. Should I throw five grand in it just to throw it? I would do it now. I'll do it if you do it. I'll do it too. Five G's? Yeah. Just take a shot. Yeah. That goes against everything too. It's like don't ever just no, take that, shots. It, well. In that sense, but because nobody's doing it now, that's when you should. So that's do why it. we do it. That's why you should do it. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know, man. This fucking crypto. I might just do it just to do it. What's the worst that gonna happen? Lose five grand? Yeah, it's not that big of a hit. It's not. Should I roll ten grand? I mean, that's a lot. But Is it? Ten grand into Litecoin? No, not that Litecoin. Litecoin's light for a reason. That's like when you get an app on the phone, you get the light version, and then it has no features. <laughs> and you got to upgrade to premium. That's what I feel like Litecoin is. It's like the light version of Bitcoin. I would do 20, look, if you do, whatever you do, I'll do. If you do, I'll, I'll take the money and do 20, if you want to do 2,500 Ethereum, 2,500 Bitcoin, I'll do the same exact thing. Oh, man. And hope it goes to 20 grand again, five times our money, a little 5X action. I have a feeling it's going to go up. <laughs> we had a feeling it was going to go up before. 
I bought it because of you. We're not inside guys. We don't have extra information. There, there's literally nothing we could go off. I of. bought it because of you last time. You know why I bought it? Fear of loss. I, know. I feared that you were gonna make so much money with it, and I would have got pissed watching you make money. So I did it like so a jerk. So there's off. no fear of loss this time. There's nothing. There's none of that this time. Nobody's got any of that. It's just five grand. All right, let's do it. I'll do it. It's only five grand. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. What if it goes to 100,000? <laughs> <laughs> they said for it to go to 100,000, a country has to adopt Bitcoin. For it to go to 100? Like like a country has to be like, you know what? We're giving up our currency. We're going to go with Bitcoin. So we can't make 25x our money? Yeah, I don't know. See, that would excite me. Put five grand in, get, get back 125. Like five grand, maybe get back 15. It's not really exciting. It's not. I could do that down in AC. Yeah, let's go to Atlantic City. I'd rather go to AC with five grand and go have a good time. Yeah, me too. Then wait for Bitcoin to go up. I got a better shot at fucking triple my money down there quick in an hour. <laughs> I gotta wait three months. Right? Where it's gambling anyway. You know, bring me to another point and then we'll get off this subject. I woke up this morning. I was sitting at the edge of my bed. So there's these little computers, right, that they're selling. They're, they're Raspberry Pis. So... They, uh, you could program them. You could do all kinds of crazy stuff for them. And the, the creator made it so then like little kids can use them. I, maybe your kid actually, uh, Dario, because he seems like he's interested in that stuff. Did he ever mention that to you? No, not yet. There's a lot of I'm like- sure it's coming. It's coming. There's like a lot of things you could do with it, but like you could, as an adult, you could do stuff with it too. So for some reason, I was sitting there, I was like, you know what? I could crack Atlantic City. It's like, I could, I, I could do <laughs> like something. Like the MIT guys? Yeah, I was like, I could, but then- you know, I, I literally sat there for 10 minutes in the morning thinking about it. I was like, I could take this little thing, I could program it, I could figure out where the ball lands on the roulette. I was just coming up with different scenarios in my head on how, how to do it. I was like, yeah, but the problem with that is then even if I was to succeed at all, I'd probably get caught because they're way smarter than me with yeah, security. You'll get caught and they'll break your fucking legs. I was like, then I was thinking like, okay, you know what? Maybe I could build it into my phone somehow. Like I was like literally thinking about it. I'm like, I got to stop, stop this thought process. And they're old school. Like, they take you into the back room and they fucking Not tune Atlantic you up. Not Atlantic City. No yeah, way. Yeah, they do. No way. They'll take you to the back and they'll tune you up in the back. They'll, they'll bring in the guy. The no, muscle. no, no. In Donald Trump's era, yeah. Not now. They still do it. No way. Didn't your brother get tuned up at the Borgata? Yeah, he did. Oh, wow. He did. Yeah, remember that? That wasn't that long ago. Holy shit. What happened right. with your brother? So, he got in a fight with the bouncer. They brought him to the back. And they're like, stop resisting. He's like, I'm not resisting. And they start beating the shit out of him. Yeah. See? Out of nowhere. He's like, I'm not doing anything. They just start like beating him. They cracked his tooth. Right. So I'm what like, do you think shit. if you were if you were fucking if you were stealing money? No, I know that. Yeah, you're right. They beat the fuck. It's still like that. Yeah, you see, you're, you're, you're probably right. In Vegas too, it's like that, dude. They tune you up. Yeah, you're probably. They're right. not just fucking call the authorities and then you go to court. They don't do that. They beat the fucking pit. They scare the fuck out of you so you never go back there again. Yeah, you're right. They don't slap you on the wrist. I they fucking tune you up. Because all I was thinking of Goodfellas, I'm like, yeah, that shit doesn't go on. No, anymore. they do. In Vegas and AC, they do, bro. Yeah. They do. They bring in the muscle. No, so what happened was, uh, the quick story is, so there were two rooms, right? They brought him into the back. My brother's friend was sitting there. They brought him into another room right to the side. And my friend, my brother's friend heard what was happening. And he was like, yeah, I looked into the room and they just beating the shit out of him. That was it. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. So you go try your raspberry fucking pie thingy down in AC. Watch what happens. I said that I wasn't going to do it. I said I was thinking about it. I was playing scenarios in my head that, you know, it, with, 
there's a lot of technology these days to go and do that, but there's probably a lot of a lot of counter surveillance technology to do it the other way. I would love to see that happen. What me get tuned up? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your eyes are already going into the back of your head as it is. Your eye will be gone. You'll come back with a fucking patch like Samuel Jackson in the Avengers. <laughs> All right, I had enough. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. Kev is not accepting the challenge. That's okay. We will be gambling on the UFC again. I know we couldn't do it. I was in New York State last week. Good thing we didn't, by the way. Slaughter. Not slaughtered, but Darren Till got knocked out in the fucking uh, in the in the and and that was the one that would have put us over or under. We probably would have lost about a hundred bucks. It wouldn't have been a bad one, but that was the one. But the previous week, we were down. We had thirteen hundred in the bankroll, and then uh, Junior Dos Santos won that fight against Derek Lewis, knocked him out. We hit him and him with a parlay that evened us up, so we didn't lose money. We were down. We broke even two weeks ago. We couldn't bet last week, but we got twelve hundred twenty in the bankroll, and we're rolling it all in on Saturday night, baby. Just do one bet. No, the reason why we haven't lost money is because we've been spreading it out and we've been like breaking even if you bet it all on one that's like going black or red on the fucking roulette table you can't how many times have you been at a table maybe you don't do this like you but cash in for whatever a thousand bucks you down to like 200 and you're like and you've been doing it for four hours you just push it fuck it like here you go it don't work most of the time, I lose that too. Usually, you lose the last two hundred. <laughs> the last two hundred, Mike, I just lost. Right, because you're not hedging it over a I'm, bunch of bets. Yeah, at the, at the end, I'm just like, I do the same. Ah, fuck it, I'm just I tired. Remember, I'm going to bed. Yeah, they probably bank on that. Yeah, they probably calculate that. Oh, most people just say fuck it. At the end, <laughs> like fuck it, I'm down eight hundred. Here's the last two, and I push it in. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I think so. You too. look in your pocket, you got an extra twenty bucks left for like fucking coffee or whatever. Yeah, but the, yeah, yeah. You know, you keep that. You keep that. <laughs> God. All right, wrapping it up. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great, productive week. We're about to get aggressive. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Tune in to Facebook and Instagram for our live shows at Call Center BS. Visit our website, callcenterbs.com, to connect with us for any call center solutions you may need.